2020, and this is week two of FritzCast video. Welcome to it. Uh, still working out some of the kinks in this program, but we're going to have a far better week this week than we did week one, because now I've got some of the kinks figured out, and it's uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I've got graphics, I've got videos, and a host of topics to go over today, and we're going to go over them ASAP, my friends. How are y'all doing? This past week has been um, uh, the pretty, uh, pretty breakthrough week on the home front. My wife and I, um, we have these like milestones with with Emery and and uh, the leaps that she hits. She hits these. Uh, all babies hit this. They're developmental leaps where they learn new skills and and fine tune things and really start figuring things out. And you can, um, it's really fun to watch them figure something out for the first time. It's so fun to watch your kid learn and understand and realize that they can do something new. Uh, this leap has been a longer leap. And, um, and as evidence from, from this week alone, uh, she has really taken to, uh, talking, babbling, babbling incoherently a lot, which is kind of what I do. Right. I mean, it's fun to be able to babble back and forth. Uh, with her as she's learning to hold out different different words and, and she's starting to say mama. She says mama first, dada loses. You know, it is what it is. But uh, it's just, it's so amazing to see these leaps and bounds happen. And I, I, I feel truly blessed that uh, I work a, a midnight to eight schedule where, I mean, that sounds kind of messed up <laughs> because... <laughs> I have to be up, I have to be awake uh, at ungodly hours of the day, uh, working uh, and not, not being at home, and then I come home and I sleep in the morning, I sleep from you know, 8 o'clock in the morning to, to 1 o'clock, 1.30, 2 o'clock if I'm lucky, and uh, it, it, so it's, it's odd, it's odd sleep, but when I wake up, I have all this time at home to, to be with my wife and my daughter, my, my wife is doing classes, um, so that leaves me at home doing the dad thing, um, solo, which, uh, through about three weeks now, I haven't messed up. <laughs> so I'm proud of myself. I really am uh, proud of myself for that. Um, but I get a lot of time with her and I'm truly appreciative of that. Uh, it's just, it's just awesome. Really, truly is awesome. Uh, now, some of you have been bringing up, some of you have uh, criticized me for not talking about the coronavirus stuff. Um, I don't have graphics for that. I don't have images for that. Um, there, there's a reason why I haven't talked about coronavirus a lot, uh, really at all. And it, it's because, you know, yeah, it's this pandemic thing going on, and it's big and it's scary and the news is reporting on it and, and people are, you know, people are dying in the streets from it. And, and but that's beside the point. The point is that people don't realize that, like, the flu kills somewhere near 30,000, 40,000 people a year. And of you people out there who don't even know that stat, probably one out of three of you doesn't even bother to get the flu vaccine. So I'm just saying, we have the flu. The flu is a big 
deadly thing for for key demographics of people weakened immune systems elderly child uh, and children you know yes coronavirus is, is a little scary it's a little freaky but what what's the what's the age old thing that they say wash your hands wash your hands seriously and in fact i wanted to pull up something from my twitter which we'll do right now. I think it was uh, Elon Omar that tweeted it out. But uh, let's see here. Scroll on down, scroll on down, scroll on down. Oh, there it is. There it is. Elon Omar, that's, that's what it was. She says, it's easy to mock Medicare for all until there's a pandemic. And I put this out. Wash, wash, wash your hands, and you won't get sick. Find a better argument to try to show you sick. So, and I screwed up saying it, but you know that's the that's the that's the home point is that wash your hands. Don't let people breathe on you, and don't go to big crowded public places if you don't have to. It's not that hard, for real. Uh, but this is another thing that I wanted to throw up uh, for. To show you for the podcast, because now we can we can totally tap into the Fritzcast Twitter feed. We can see videos, we can see memes. You know, ha ha, good one, Sal, good one. Um, we can see videos that people have posted up, funny memes, uh, and, and some ridiculous content as well. Because it's Twitter, you can find people tweeting ridiculous crap all the time. But also, if we go into my DM folder. Right up top. I DM myself a lot of crap <laughs> for the show. For real. And this is like videos, audio clips. Um, sometimes it's tweets themselves. And some of the stuff we're going to look over uh, and watch is going to be integrated into the show. Uh, and I think it's awesome because it gives you it gives you a new... It's a new visual aid over here. That you can look at it's, it's it's another dynamic that can be in there, and I fixed the audio issues so that uh, I won't have the problem that I had last week. Last week I I recorded those audio or the video clips from YouTube, and uh, my sound drivers weren't set up for it, so it recorded no audio. I had to go back and record it in a voiceover, which was awesome. So that shouldn't be a problem anymore. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully, but uh, just you know, it's just some of the cool stuff that we'll get to do now, and I'm really I'm looking forward to it. So, with that being said, welcome to the Fritzcast. This is week two video. Um, you guys responded great to week one video. You guys seem to like it. Uh, sure, the decor in the back is messed up. Uh, but you really don't care about that because as I was commenting about my face being whitewashed from the sunlight and all that crap, people said, people told me, just do your show, don't even care about that. There's people who have way worse quality, there's shows that are way better quality, don't even worry about it, just get behind the mic and record. That's what I'm going to do. I'm glad that you guys reached out uh, from week one. It was a great outreach and it, it really, really... Uh, makes me want to stick with this video stuff. I, I think it's cool. 
I think it adds a whole new dynamic. For those of you listening on the podcast, you know, you can still listen on the podcast. Nothing is going to be uh, truly taken away from you because a lot of the, a lot of what we're listening to or a lot of what we're watching and we're mostly listening to for the audio. Um, but if there is something, I, I can explain it or whatever, or just go to the YouTube page, man. Fritz Cast YouTube page, look it up. This link is, is being passed around my social media as we speak. Probably actually on Saturday because it's almost seven o'clock at night on Friday, but we'll, we'll still get it up and, and do that. But uh, uh, this is cool. I like this. This is this is nice. It's a nice change of pace. Uh, I thought I would hate doing stuff in front of the camera for you guys, but uh, you know, wh- whatever. You know, we'll do it. You know, and uh, you'll like it. You won't like it. I don't care. It's my Stewie Griffin, and it's really. Fucked up today, so so we're just gonna move on. We're not even gonna do it. So this this past week in in politics was jam packed. There was a lot of stuff that happened. Um, legitimately, Super Tuesday came. Uh, we're gonna go over the Super Tuesday results, and then uh, every but nearly everybody else in the Democratic race dropped out of the race, and it's pretty much Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Uh, straight up, that's who's left. I, j- I just want to pull up the Super Tuesday map real quick. Oh, oh crap! Oh, um, that's um that <laughs> sarcasm and liberty, my friends at Sarcasm and Liberty. They love Godzilla. Uh, they have this whole thing about Godzilla 2020 and ruining the world. Is <laughs> there's no world domination going on? Godzilla does not exist. I think. I think, but uh, that's Sarcasm and Liberty. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook. They do YouTube Memes of the Week videos as well. They're awesome. They're my crew at Sarcasm and Liberty. What I really wanted to pull up was uh, this, this Super Tuesday map right here. Biden won 10 of the 14 states. Um, Some of the results are still coming in. California is a huge state, um, and I'm pretty sure it's going to Bernie Sanders uh, at this point. Uh, but uh, some of the big takeaways, Biden taking Texas was a huge takeaway. Um, taking North Carolina, South Carolina last week, I believe it was. Um, Biden pretty much swept it um, in an unprecedented fashion. Some some people are saying that, uh, that this is the DNC coup overthrowing of Bernie Sanders. I'm a little bit more skeptical of of that. I'm not as quick to call it like that. Um, but just to give you a, a tighter breakdown of that, let me make this go away. Boom, it's gone. This right here. So this was the uh, delegate counts, actually. Uh, so Biden won Alabama and got 52, won Arkansas, got 31, uh, Maine, 24, Massachusetts, 91. He got met. Massachusetts was actually like, holy crap, really? Uh, Minnesota with 75, North Carolina, 110, Oklahoma, 37, Tennessee, 64, Texas, 228 delegates were up for grabs, Virginia, 99, and then Sanders, uh, Sanders beat out the Western Front uh, with uh, California, uh, Utah, Colorado, and uh, obviously his home state of Vermont up north. 
Uh, he, he ran away with that one as well. But Biden, as you can see, this is a Biden sweep right there. Uh, very strong showing from Joe Biden that, that almost nobody was expecting uh, in the least. And uh, this goes back to so the Sanders thing. Uh, people keep saying, <laughs> people keep saying, Bernie Sanders is having this thing stolen from him. Um, th this is some of the stuff that you'll find on Twitter. This video right here. Righty. Democrats, please don't make me vote for Joe Biden. Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden. Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden. I don't want to vote for Joe Biden. Democrats, please don't make. Well, for starters, you don't have to vote for Joe Biden. Um, even if he is the Democratic nominee, you do not, you're not required. Nobody has a gun to your head to vote for Joe Biden. Okay. And number two, shut up. You're voting for Joe Biden because you're all, you know, blue wave, anybody blue, um, whatever the phrases are. <laughs> I can't believe I showed you all that video. I can't believe I watched that video. Um, but that's just, that's some of the stuff that you come across now. Now, some people are saying, you know, Bernie Sanders is having this thing stolen from him. Um, look at this. Is this going to pop up? Maybe not. Well, you know what? I can add the window on the fly. And that's what we're going to do. Bam. There we go. From Chris Spangle, we are libertarians. Libertarians take note, being passionate about your radical ideology isn't enough to win elections. Candidates need to meet voters where they're at. In a free society with a free press, multiple layers change the force of the original argument, and common sense and clarity must factor in to how arguments are presented. Electability matters. Bernie Sanders had uh, these clips praising Cuba and Castro, uh, communist regimes that were terrible for people, but he wanted to stick to his guns about, well, but they had a great literacy program. They had one of the best literacy programs the world has ever seen. Forget all the other bad shit that happened. That's what he wanted to stick with. Here's the thing that I don't like about this whole Bernie Sanders is having the election stolen from him. Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. He's never been a Democrat, for real. Uh, I think he was actually registered as a Democrat in the 2016 presidential election. I could be wrong. But I believe he was until he dropped that race, endorsed Hillary Clinton, and then went back to independent. And this this election cycle exclusively, he's just borne the title of independent. Bernie Sanders knows how this game is. 2016 should have been the enlightening for how the Democratic National Committee nomination process is. I don't know how this is surprising at this point because we we ran into these same 
issues, these same snags in 2016 where people want to throw out that this is being rigged against Bernie Sanders. The rules are known. The process is known. The delegate process, super delegates, which, you know, I thought I thought this election cycle that super delegates were done and gone. They're not. They just moved them to a specialty second ballot. So not first ballot like it was in 2016, but second ballot. Mind you, in 2016, the super delegates didn't even come into play. Hillary Clinton had an, an, enough pledged delegates to secure the nomination. So they didn't even come into play in 2016. Sanders said he was going to fight on that convention floor. He did not. He folded like a lawn chair and gave it to Hillary Clinton. Even though they jazzed it up a little bit, they let Bernie Sanders' brother come in and cast, you know, a, a cast a delegate vote for him, and you know, out of you know symbolic energy and all that crap. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You enter the game in a party that you're not even really a part of. And you know the rules. You know the rules. You read the rules. You signed papers agreeing to the rules. Okay? You can't complain about the game being rigged when it's sticking to the rules. You can kind of go after them for how they stretched things to get Michael Bloomberg on the stage. You can really, you can really, if you want to go after actual rigging (laughs) and blocking, uh, this right here. New standards eliminate Tulsi Gabbard from the next Democratic debate. Tulsi Gabbard um, needed to win something like, uh, she won a, a delegate or two. Um, which would have, under the rules that were set, allowed her to debate in the upcoming debate. Uh, The Democratic National Committee announced today, on Friday, new qualifying standards for the upcoming Arizona debate that will leave only Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders on the stage. Tulsi Gabbard did not meet the single qualifying factor, earning at least 20% of the delegates awarded as of March 15th. Senator Bernie Sanders and former Vice President Joe Biden are the only candidates who have qualified for the debate, which will be hosted by CNN and Univision on March 15th in Phoenix, Arizona. My sister Anne, if you want to if you want to live a little bit, there you go. You can go to that debate. Uh, Gabbard has not qualified for a debate since November. Under previous standards, the Arizona debate will have the fewest candidates on the stage. Duh. Um, In comparison to back in June when there was two nights, 20 candidates, and and all that jazz. Uh, Gabbard has two of the 1,385 delegates awarded. (laughs) Those delegates are from America, Samoa which former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg won on Super Tuesday before dropping out and endorsing Joe Biden. Uh, Gabbard's campaign did not 
give did not reach out and give a statement. But if you want to talk about the Democratic Party rigging something, changing the rules on the fly, there you have it. They don't like Tulsi Gabbard. They hate Tulsi Gabbard. They don't want Tulsi Gabbard on the stage. Some of you folks out there are all, Tulsi Gabbard's a Russian asset. Um, whatever. She's an anti-warfare candidate. Uh, she's explained things like the Assad business that the media keeps asking her about over and over and over again. It is what it is, but, but that is that right there is changing things on the fly and unfairly, um, I might add. Michael Bloomberg drops out. Amy Klobuchar um, drops out. Elizabeth Warren drops out. Um, one of those, one of those candidates dropping out is a significant issue. Uh, but I have to bring up this this uh, this news clip about Bloomberg dropping out. Beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Look at this. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read Look it, at the math. Uh, it's hard. Media, I, I flunked math. This is hard, apparently. Clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. U.S. population, $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's an incredible way of putting it when you don't know how to do math. Um, because $500 million to 327 million Americans adds up to be like a dollar fifty. Not not a hundred, not not a million dollars. Um, a dollar fifty. A double pretzel at Wawa. There's only a handful of people who are going to get that reference because the rest of America doesn't isn't blessed like we in the Delaware, Pennsylvania, tri-state area are with Wawa. But that's it. It's a dollar fifty. You can't some some you can't even buy stuff out of a vending machine for a dollar fifty anymore. But it's always attack the billionaire. You know the billionaire is the bad guy. He has all this money. He could have gave a million dollars to every American instead of. Spending it on his election, except the numbers are freaking wrong. Learn how to do math. Coming from a guy who flunked out of math. Just saying. Just saying. Um, Elizabeth Warren. Do I want to go to Elizabeth Warren? We will. We'll go to Elizabeth Warren. Klobuchar drops out, endorses Biden. Buttigieg dropped out, endorses Biden. Everybody pretty much has endorsed Biden. Um, Elizabeth Warren is the caveat. Hi. There. Got a oh, small look. favor to There's ask of you. Ads. It's always burning. Please it's add your name ads. to say you... my campaign for president. Um, I say this with a deep sense of gratitude for every single person who got in this fight, every single person who tried on a new idea, every single person 
has just moved a little in their notion of what a president of the United States should look like. Um, I will not be running for president in 2020, but I guarantee I will stay in the fight for the hardworking folks across this country who have gotten the short end of the stick over and over. That's been the fight of my life, and it will continue to be so. What guidance would you give to your supporters who don't know who to support now? Well, let's take a deep breath and spend a little time on that. We don't have to decide that this minute. And I wonder what your message would be to the women and girls who feel like we're left with two white men to decide between. I know. One of the hardest parts of this is all those baby promises and all those little girls who are going to have to wait four more years. Before I, I got to stop that right there. I hate that. I really I hate that. It, it's the same thing that we got in 2016 when Hillary Clinton wasn't elected. You know, all oh, the little girls that are going to have to wait four more years for for a woman president, and it's unfair. I'm the father of a daughter, all right, and I adore my daughter. I will tell her that there is nothing that she can't do especially in terms of, of becoming the president of the United States. It's possible, but if you're trying to make a case that Elizabeth Warren should have been that woman, <laughs> oh my goodness. That's going to be hard. Senator, 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 Warren, Senator, Senator, will you be making an endorsement today? We know that you spoke with both Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders uh -huh. yesterday. Uh, not today. Not today. Not today. I need Senator, more space around this, and I, and I want to take a little time to think a little more. I've been I've been spending a lot of time right now on the question of suspending and also making sure that this works as best we can mm -hmm. for our staff, for our team, for our our volunteers. So it's that right there. Are you endorsing anybody? She says no. She's not endorsing anybody yet. A lot of people would have suspected that she was going to endorse Bernie Sanders. They've been in a feud. They've been in a feud for the past couple of months. Uh, it started with that little debate stage fiasco where she, uh, she says that Bernie said to her that a woman couldn't be president. Uh, for all intents and purposes, a, a statement that appears to me at least to be completely fabricated or at the very least misunderstood. Like, I don't believe Bernie Sanders said, no, uh, uh, you know, Liz, uh, just my opinion, a woman cannot be president of the United States. Don't believe he said that. He might have said that it might have not been the best option going up against Trump. He could have said that. I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't there. Um, the mediator in that fight was Tom Steyer. Because he walked up, he just wanted to say hi to Bernie. Just wanted to be friends with him. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But after that fiasco on the debate stage when they when they went to shake hands, she didn't shake his hand. She said, I think you called me a liar on national TV. And he said, no, wait, you called me a liar on national TV. I don't think there's a lot of friendship there right now. I think there's a lot of tensions right there there right now and uh ultimately 
I'm not so sure Elizabeth Warren gives Bernie her endorsement. I think that Elizabeth Warren might be just slightly vindictive in that and can't swallow her pride because she couldn't swallow her pride over the whole Native American Indian thing, all right? If you take a DNA test to prove that you are an insignificant amount of Native American heritage because you wanted to prove Donald Trump wrong, call me crazy. I think she might be a little vindictive against Bernie Sanders right now. And I don't see her giving them the endorsement. I could see her easily giving Joe Biden the endorsement. Everybody's saying that Bernie and her and, and a bunch of people should go after Joe Biden and his super PACs and the billionaires backing him, including Bloomberg and Steyer now and, 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 and all that jazz. But here's the thing. There goes my Joe Bidenisms again. Damn. Joe Biden, uh, up, to, up to Super Tuesday, um, did not spend a lot of money on, on votes. He did not spend a lot of money per vote. Hopefully this will bring it up. Um, lots of Bloom, lots of Bloomberg. By the way, everybody wants to say, on top of this. The big thing was buying elections. Oh, you can't, we can't let these billionaires buy elections. Clearly, we've had we have evidence right in front of us that money alone can't buy an election. Michael Bloomberg dumped five hundred million dollars. It did not translate into votes. Not in the least. Now, Biden was, was damn near out of money going into the Super Tuesday. I'll have, to, I'll have to do some more digging, but I believe the stat I read was uh, that Biden spent some... Well, you know what? My, uh, my high school teacher, Mary Jane. Thank you, Mary Jane. She posted on my Facebook. Maybe I can pull that up. Uh, because the numbers were the numbers per vote, the dollars per vote of these candidates was, was really telling to me. Just scroll on down. It was a couple days ago. Right there. Biden spent $10 per vote. Sanders, $30 per vote. Bloomberg, $240 per vote. And Steyer, over $1,200 per vote. By the way, that's Vermin Supreme. Vermin Supreme has defeated billionaire Mike Bloomberg, Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, Kamala Harris, Christian Gildebrand, that Robert Francis fella, Pete Booty Judge, billionaire Tom Steyer, Delaney, Andrew Mathyang, Eric Swalwell, Tim, you don't have to yell, Ryan, Inslee, Hickenlober, Marianne Williamson, Bill de Blasio, <laughs> remember, 
Bill de Blasio was running for president. You remember that? Uh, and Elizabeth Warren now. So, but uh, $10 per vote. Joe Biden won states where he didn't even have campaign headquarters or door knockers or he didn't even visit those areas and he won. Which goes to this point. There's a little division in the Democratic Party. Whether people want to admit it or not, there's a division in the Democratic Party. Uh, in that, a lot of people think that Bernie Sanders was the unifying candidate and the, and the thing that everybody could get behind. I want to go to my buddy, Jay Eggert. I was actually interviewed by Jay Eggert uh, on Ed's World. And the last one that they have right on the front page came from 22 hours ago. Wow, if Elizabeth Warren wasn't in the race, Bernie Sanders would have easily won Massachusetts, Minnesota, and Texas. Not to mention various other states. Our modern-day Pocahontas won't go down in history as a winner, but she may very well go down as the all-time great spoiler. So, not necessarily sure the strategy, except to sow more division and more of a civil war within the Democrat Party. And we're already seeing the Warrenites and the Bernieites who would refuse to vote for each other because, I guess, to be completely fair, Warren did completely plagiarize Bernie Sanders' playbook as she went along here, but, I mean, there is a deep division in the Democrat Party. The Union Democrats and the progressive socialists do not fit compatibly with each other. You see it as you go along. You see it when you talk to people, and, I mean, even AOC has brought it up. She has no idea why she's in the same party as Joe Biden, and she has no idea how any of it works. So, I don't... uh, The guy is just a master of the media manipulation. And, of course, everybody on the Democrat side is watching the Donald's uh, Twitter feed like a hawk because they're looking for something to make the next trending hashtag to try and get famous for it and to try and screech about the fact that the orange man bad. And now he's feeding them something that he's feeding it right to their veins. I mean, it is like a main line to these people what, what Donald Trump is doing. And they are just taking it. And this is true. Donald Trump. Hi. Has Got a small favorite. Sorry about that. Donald Trump has been commenting on this. They're trying to steal it from Bernie again. In fact, this was Bernie. Senator Sanders, Sanders thanks for being with us. You just heard Mayor Buttigieg endorsing Vice President Biden. Klobuchar is expected to do the same tonight, as is Beto O'Rourke. How does the consolidation of the moderate vote affect your plans uh, moving forward, especially since Senator Warren shows no signs of getting out? Uh, well, Anderson, I think, as you know, uh, from day one, we have been taking on the establishment, uh, whether it is the corporate establishment, you know, Wall Street, the drug companies, the insurance companies, the fossil fuel industry, or the political establishment. And let me be very clear, it is no surprise they do not want me to become president, because our administration will transform this country to create an economy and a government that works for all of the people, not just the 1%. It will not be the same old, same old. But the other reason that I am running is to defeat Donald Trump. And the fact of the matter is, if we want to defeat Donald Trump, we're going to need a campaign that has energy and excitement that can speak to working people, young people, people who have given up on the political establishment all over this country. To defeat Donald Trump, we're going to have to have the highest voter turnout in the history of this country. And I think our campaign is uniquely suited 
to be able to do that. President Trump, before I continue any further, he says his campaign's uniquely tailored to do that. I need to show you this clip from MSNBC that pretty much dismantles that argument entirely. This is all state-based data, but take it away. I know we're, we're hopefully going to focus a little bit on decision time and thing and ideology. What did we learn? Got a couple things here. Yeah, first of all, to explain what you're seeing here, these are at first wave. We always say that first wave, there'll be more data that comes in. We don't have exit polls covering every Super Tuesday state. Utah and Arkansas are not part of the exit poll. Keep that in mind. But what you're going to look at here is sort of the composite first wave exit poll data for all of the other states up today kind of merged together to give you a sense overall of what this electorate is looking like. So first of all, you can take a look at age here. It's a little bit more than a third is under 45, a little bit uh, more, uh, nearly two thirds, I should say, is 45 plus. And remember, age has been such a huge dividing line uh, in this primary campaign in terms of which uh, voters are supporting which candidates. We can also show you on race here, this is a little bit more than 60 percent white today, 18 percent Hispanic. Remember, California going today, Texas going today, real big tests of the Hispanic electorate, 14 percent African-American. Here's an interesting question. Uh, We saw this one in South Carolina last week, and I thought it was interesting there, and it's in this exit poll, too. Should the next president's policies be more of a return to Barack Obama's policies, Mm -hmm. more liberal, more conservative? Now, take a look here. The number is 44 percent return to Obama's policy. I'll give you a couple other numbers. We've asked this question a few times during the primary season. Last week in South Carolina, this number checked in at 53 percent. In New Hampshire, a couple weeks earlier, this number checked in at 44 percent. So that's the range. We're, we're about level with that. But taking a look at some of these individual states yeah. in this exit poll. Yeah, show me California. Big variation. <laughs> well, how about this one? I'll show you North Carolina. Yeah. The number in North Carolina is 56. Huh. It is higher than wonder who that helps. in South Carolina. Yeah, I wonder who how that helps. And I'll give you the other range, the other end of this range. If you take a look, Massachusetts, big state up tonight, that number clocking in at 40 So there is some significant variance there. Uh, But you see that question there, South Carolina was 53. You're looking at 56 Mm -hmm. in North Carolina. Again, first wave exit poll data check. So we've got more here to come in, obviously. A lot more to come in. Uh That was a big takeaway. That's a big talking point that you're not hearing a lot of people talk about. When those numbers are in the 56, 53, 44, even 40% range, when be more liberal is only in the 30% range, those people want this return to the Obama-era policies. They want to go back to the day before Donald Trump became president. If that's what the majority wants, they're not going to line up with Bernie Sanders because he's more of an extreme ideology. Plain and simple. They're going to align with Joe Biden on nostalgia and on this idea that it's going to immediately reset the United States of America to the day before Donald Trump was inaugurated. Truly. That's a truly telling stat because it's not this 50-50 divide over Medicare for all because... It's kind of a 50-50 divide. The breakdown, the majority, 
want that return to the Obama era. It's very telling and not often talked about when we're talking about momentum and, and who's going who's gonna to have more momentum going up in this next debate. Uh, at this point, Joe Biden handedly, handedly got a victory on Super Tuesday, and it seems he has far more support than Bernie Sanders' camp wants to let on. Hello, YouTubers. If you're watching this, it means you've... That's just a crap. Yeah, we're not going to watch that. Shut up. <laughs> Back to Bernie Sanders' point on Donald Trump, though. Senator Sanders, thanks for being with us. You just heard Mayor Buttigieg endorsing Vice President Biden. Klobuchar is expected to do the same tonight, as is Better O'Rourke. How does the... ...at stake tomorrow? Your uh, political aims. There's a, a lot of delegates, as you know, obviously at stake tomorrow. Your campaign has done a lot of outreach to African-American voters. In South Carolina, you got 17% of the African-American vote. It's only three more percent than you got in 2016. Do you have any reason to believe you're going to do better with African-American voters tomorrow yeah. uh, in some of these states than you did on Saturday? Uh, look, uh, absolutely. Didn't. In fact, uh, all across this country, uh, I think we're doing very well. Uh, outside of South Carolina, uh, maybe Mississippi. Outside Biden of the South, got, we're doing uh, very, very well. In fact, there are some polls have us leading uh, Biden in terms of the African-American vote. What we are trying to do, uh, Anderson, is put together an unprecedented grassroots movement. It is a multi-generational, multi-racial grassroots movement of millions of people uh, who today are prepared to fight for economic justice, social justice, racial justice, and environmental justice. That's not to say that that that's not a novel idea for him, um, and that he doesn't have support. It's just the fact that on Super Tuesday it did not turn out for him. It did not turn out for him outside of states like California. He might have had California, but. It did not translate otherwise uh, very well for him. The last thing I want to bring up is from, if I can pull it up, uh, my podcast episode from 2016. This is truly, this is where I think this is headed. Uh, I think what's going to happen is that Joe Biden has all the momentum in the world now. And... It's his game to lose. He has to, he would have to really fudge this thing up somehow. And anything can happen, obviously. Obviously anything can happen. But Let's see. I'm looking for my episode on July 18th. There it is. In fact, why not bring up the window capture for this? That way you all can see it. Just for s and Gs. This is Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and Madness, This is the World. That's the episode that I want. And we're going to we're gonna zap this episode down to like the five minute mark. Said he would not go back to being an independent. Did I not say 
that he would fall in line like a good little boy. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to play his little speech at Hillary Clinton's thing. We're going we're to do that, but we're going to act. We're going to react like we're Bernie fans, okay? So here's the clip. We're going to react, and we're going to have some reactions from, like, around the world collectively, okay? This is good. This is good stuff from 2016. I swear I don't do drugs. I think that it's done, Sanders people. I think it's over. Everything is just formality now. I mean, there could be something that happens. There could be some kind of setback in play. But ultimately, Biden is going to secure enough delegates. It's not even going to have to be a super delegate player, brokered convention, or any of that bull crap. Because everybody's out now. I know Tulsi Gabbard's not out, but Tulsi Gabbard's out. <laughs> so that's 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 it. That's it. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. Guys, 
that's going to do it for me for this week because uh, we're about to hit the hour mark. Uh, we're coming up on 50 minutes here. Uh, that's going to do it for me for this week. I thank you for, for tuning in. Um, I thank you for tuning in. Maybe one of these days we'll get uh, good old Bernard Sanders on the podcast back uh, to have an interview. Um, I really don't know how I'm going to do it because when it was just an audio show, I could fake it. Now I I might have to go out and get like a, a, a costume or something. I don't know. But I thank you guys for watching. I hope you're enjoying the content. If you liked it, leave a comment down below. We will be back again next week. We do this every week, uh, Fridays or Saturdays. It's up in the air sometimes, uh, depending on what's going on in the home front. Uh, but uh, it's also still available on Apple, Spotify, Google, all your podcast catchers. You can catch it on audio format. And as you can see, you didn't really need to watch. Uh, there was some visual aids and some, you know, a little bit of gags. But uh, ultimately, you can still listen to it if you still want to listen to it. I'm pushing this YouTube thing because uh, I'm digging it. You guys are digging it. So, I, you know, I want to do more. Let's do more. All right? Uh, and I might. Um, I don't have anything concrete yet, but uh, I possibly have one interview locked up with a libertarian presidential candidate. I already done Adam Kokesh. Did you miss that one? Did you miss that one? Because if you did... Adam Kokesh had some good things to say about me. In fact, let's just uh, pull it up real quick. Uh, under my videos. Your videos. Sorry. Yeah. This is what Adam Kokesh had to say about um, Fritzcast. So I, I really appreciate what you're doing and just what it takes to say, I'm going to start a, a media production in this environment. And, you know, having started and restarted so many times myself, you know, I, I really do appreciate what it takes to say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to set off with a new venture. And I, I want to also let everybody who's listening know really how fundamentally important this is. And, and, and to my campaign and to, to all libertarian candidates, to be able to get a message out, to be able to connect with people and to have as much as possible an alternative to the mainstream media. And it really takes an active, engaged audience. It takes people who will listen and, and seek out independent media and, and support it and share it and, and support it financially. So uh, I encourage everybody listening to actively support FritzCast. That's from Adam Kokesh. So take it. I really gotta learn how to use this thing, man. I don't, I don't care. I'm getting it down. But that was Adam Kokesh's episode. You can go back into the audio logs. It's there, downloaded. It was a great episode with Adam Kokesh. I've interviewed Brian Nichols of the Brian Nichols Show. I've interviewed the Libertarian in Chief Todd Hagopian, and I might have a couple more Libertarian candidates coming up. And with this video format, I might even be able to do a little bit of video, if you know what I mean. So keep tuned for that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at FritzQS, Facebook.com slash The FritzCast, FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com if you want to email me. And remember, guys, I love you, and I'll see you next week. Like this, share this, leave a comment below, and I'll be back.